Good afternoon, everyone. This is Ross Holman. I'd like to welcome you to this week's Impact Wrestling Media Teleconference. As we head into one of the biggest wrestling weekends of the year, WrestleCon down in New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, Josh is not going to be with us this week, so I will uh, give you a quick little news update. Of course, we've got Friday Night Action, Impact Wrestling versus Lucha Underground, shaping up truly to be a, a fan's dream night with some incredible matches. You, of course, have... LAX defending the Tag Team Championships against Killshot in the MAC. Eddie Edwards looking uh, for a little revenge against Sammy Callahan's Alter Ego, Jeremiah Crane. You have the main event with Impact World Champion Austin Aries teaming with Phoenix against Alberto El Patron and Pentagon Jr. Many other Impact stars will be down in New Orleans in action. Ali, Max Seidel, Brian Cage, Trevor Lee, and of course, Big Papa Pump, Scott Steiner. Uh, media, don't forget, before the action starts in New Orleans, there is a press conference at 4.30 local time, 4.30 Friday, at the Royal St. Charles Hotel. And yes, the public is invited to see and hear from the competitors in the Redemption main event, which uh, Redemption pay-per-view is Sunday night, April 22nd in Orlando. So I'm talking about the world champion. Austin Aries puts the title on the line against the former champion, Alberto El Patron. So, uh, speaking on behalf of everyone at Impact Wrestling, travel safe and we look forward to seeing you in New Orleans. Now that we got that business out of the way, let's uh, let's welcome in our, our uh, let me do something on the computer here, welcome in our special guest, of course, Eli Drake is a former world champion who is uh, positioned for a shot at the World Tag Team Championships thanks to his Feast for Fight briefcase. However, uh, I don't think Eli has no friends. Eli has no interest in a tag team championship. He wants world championship golden. Somehow he's convinced Moose that this Thursday, tomorrow night, on Impact, it's case versus case, Eli against Moose. <coughs> Someone is waking up Friday morning with two cases in their hands and uh, two title shots. Eli, this certainly should be a very interesting few days for you. Well, it certainly should be. I guess we'll see what happens on uh, Thursday night, right? You guys, how are how are things for Eli Drake these days? Everything's pretty good, right? I'm sitting here with the tag team title shot, all that stuff. Uh, you know, just doing my thing. Looking at right that one title case. Your, your thoughts heading down to New Orleans for WrestleCon? Uh, well, it'll be, it'll be my first time in New Orleans ever, uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to that portion of it. Um, also, just, uh, you know, getting a book in front of that WrestleCon crowd, I'd like to go out and meet the people. Uh, so it's going to be a good time. All righty, media, we will, at this point, open up for questions for Eli. As always, I ask you to uh, please identify yourself, your media outlet, and one question only, so we can get through uh, all the questions we have for Eli. Q&A session has started. To ask your question, please press star six. Good evening, Eli. It's Adam from the Impact Lounge. How are you this evening? Uh, Hello? Adam, hold on one second. I've got to turn uh, Eli's phone on. That's my mistake. <laughs> Eli, go ahead. That was my mistake. Well, maybe we can figure this thing out, but uh, good evening to you. It's morning where I am right now. But, uh, 
Yeah, it's all good, and uh, I just really wanted to follow up on, on an interview that you did with ourselves about a month and a half ago. Uh, you very kindly gave us some time, and uh, one of the questions that was picked up by a lot of the media outlets that we asked and talked about was with your contract status. You mentioned the end of May uh, or something along those lines. Can you give us an update on, on anything? Are you uh, Any news for us on that front? Uh, the only news is that there is no news. There's no, uh, no link to any paper at this moment. Thank you. What do you say? Hi there, it's uh, Josh at Voltown. How you doing, all right? All right, man. What's going on with you? Yeah, not much, not much. Just, uh, you know, chilling as it is. Uh, so, what is, um, I know that Impact's made a monumental state in saying that you're returning to the UK in September. Um, what are your thoughts regarding the event, and is there anyone on the current UK independent scene that you'd like to face at the event? Man, i got to tell you, going to the UK back in 2016, uh, just an amazing experience. I mean, the way that the fans, uh, it, there's such a passion over there in the UK, actually. Like, just noticing all the people who showed up, um, <clears throat> simply to watch our tour bus show up, to watch our tour bus leave, uh, you know, people showing up at the hotel for autographs and pictures and stuff like that. Uh, that's a lot of passion, and I like that. Uh, so I'm very much looking forward to that. As far as the UK indie team, man, I'm so... Well, I do, I've got blinders to the point where like, I barely even know people in the US indie team, let alone UK. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I can give you a recommendation, look for Chris Brooks. He'll, uh, he'll give you a good match. <laughs> Chris Brooks, all right, then I'll keep it Chris up. Brooks, DCK, yeah, give him a look. <laughs> Hi Eli, this is Rod Gary with Wrestling Inc. How are you? What's up, man? 
Uh, not much. I was curious just with the big week ahead. Uh, what all do you got lined up? I know you're going to be at the Impact versus Lucha Underground card on, on uh, this week. Uh, do you know what you'll be doing on that? Well, I'm back in this whole long uh, schedule just a couple days ago. I got, uh, I'm going to be working out live on Twitch 8 a.m. on Friday. Uh, of course, I'll be at the WrestleCon, uh, signing autographs, taking pictures, I think 10 to 4, uh, somewhere in that range uh, on Friday. And then, of course, we have the show there that night, Friday. Um, I think that's at 10 o'clock, right, Ross? Correct. Uh, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock local time. Gotcha. And then, uh, other than that, man, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of free to roam. I think other than Sunday, I think I'm doing something on Twitch again. I think it's called You've Got Game or something like that. So I don't even know what that means. I don't know what that is, but I guess we're all going to find out together. Do you got a match lined up on Friday night? I'm sorry, say that again? Uh, do you have a match lined up on Friday night? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, no, actually, I don't. Uh, I don't know exactly what I'm doing. I know I'm part of the show. I know I'll be there. Uh, I don't know in what capacity, and I don't know what I'm doing or who I'm wrestling if I am wrestling. All right. Well, great. Thank you. You know, you mentioned the You Got Game or You Got Game uh, segment that you're going to do this weekend. That's a kind of a perfect segue. Uh, Two-part question we have for you. Uh, which I actually did wish, witness uh, both of them in, in Ottawa during Bound for Glory time. You kicked, was it a 49 or a 51 yard field goal in dress shoes? And then the second part of the question was how do you plan to defend your mini golf championship in April, uh, April 23rd in Oakland, Orlando? Is that a thing? Or am I defending my mini golf championship? I don't even know. You, you are, right? It will be uh, Monday uh, the 23rd. Okay, so I've got, uh, <laughs> I got my mini golf championship on the line. Um, I mean, look, I'm going to go in the same way that last time, which is absolutely 100% no plan whatsoever, uh, and just being as good as I am. Uh, other than that, I, I forget what the whole other beginning part was, but uh, hell yeah, I keep the hell of a field goal and some dress shoes in Canada. And uh, any other time, hey, what, I don't red, red black, give me a call, come in and kick field goals that day. All right. Hi, Ron. It's uh, Ron calling from Team Down Media. Um, we spoke to you a few months ago, just after you'd won the global title, and uh, you were on about cementing your legacy and who you were planning on defending against. And obviously, that didn't end in the way that you would have liked it to end. Um, what's your plans now that you haven't got that belt? I mean, you know, I, as I said earlier, I've got the tag team title case to see what that means. And uh, other than that, just same thing you said from the beginning. It's still further cementing the legacy of Eli Drake. And uh, at this point, uh, that means that maybe I, maybe I transcend impact. Maybe, maybe I uh, make impact and take impact to greater heights. Uh, really, that's that's my um, that, that's my goal at this point. So. You know, you can see our audience numbers have grown a little bit here and there, and uh, uh, things like that seem to be picking up. So at this point, it's just continuing that momentum uh, and eventually getting back to that world title. You know, we have an email question from Jerry who asked, who is the dumbest dummy you've ever met? Well, I'm going to say it's Jerry, because he didn't have the decency to show up. He sent me an email. Uh, so, 
Well, I'm sorry, you're going to say that one more time. Uh, with the Impact vs. Lucha Underground show coming up, uh, which Lucha Underground superstar would you like to face? Ah, oh, man, you know... I don't know if you look around that place and uh, there's a lot of town to pick up, a lot of town to go for. Uh, of course, yeah, one of the crossover guys, you got uh, Johnny Impact, Johnny Mundo, I've been there, done that. Um, there's a potential Brian Cage, there's a lot of history there between he and I. Um, um, and even uh, I look at uh, Pentagon, that, that, that's a good choice, but he's already taken. So, I don't know, we'll, we'll see exactly what happens and, and what, uh, what all comes to pass on Friday night. Hey, what's up, players? This is Teddy Long. And if you want to look like a true player, then you need to get yourself a Gurick Report podcast t-shirt. That's right. Get yourself the Gurick Report podcast t-shirt, the same one that I'm wearing and sporting and looking good in it each and every day. And if you want to get one of them, all you got to do is go to Pro Wrestling Tees. That's ProWrestlingTees.com slash Gurick. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Gurick. Get your t-shirt today and you can look as pretty as me. Holla! <coughs> Hey Eli, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com here. Uh, Impact Wrestling has had a, a bit of a different format of late. They film things at different promotions across the independent circuit. Uh, what do you make of that? It's, it's a lot different from anything else we see on TV these days. It is, very much so. Uh, I think it's a great move in a sense to uh, <clears throat> bring the business as a whole together, uh, in a sense, because you've got all these little promotions that are kind of floundering and and things like that, and, and we, we get strength and unity, I guess, in a sense. Uh, at the same time, the only, the only knock I could say at is, is some of these smaller promotions don't have the greatest production. Uh, so sometimes it, it doesn't look as crisp as it could, whether it be lighting or cameras or whatever. Uh, so that would really be my only knock to the whole thing. But other than that, I think the concept is a, uh, I think it's a phenomenal idea. I, uh, and, and again, helping everybody to move, um, yeah, helping everybody to work together, and it also gets a lot of guys, guys and girls, opportunities that they might not have otherwise. Because a lot of times you're getting these local guys at these shows who uh, get to work with the, the current Impact talent, and who knows, they might end up on the radar. Thank you. Eli, a fully met from live radio in uh, Scotland. Thanks for taking the time ahead of what is going to be a, a busy, busy week with everything going on. Uh, one of the things I'm really looking forward to is the, uh, the, the workout you're going to do on Friday morning on, on Twitch. As somebody who is not in the best of physical condition just now, but is, is decided now that we came to the end of Lent and everything else, now is the time to actually get going and get my body into a summer fitness shape. Uh, what kind of tips could you give somebody like me to get that Eli Drake body? Well, at least somebody's looking forward to the damn thing because uh, I never. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a midday guy myself, but uh, I guess the only time we can fit this thing in, so we're fitting, uh, so I'm going to get up and work out at 8 a.m. But, uh, you know, here's, here's the key to everything. And a lot of people make the mistake when they go to the gym, they spend two hours, they spend three hours in the gym, and you're wasting your time when you do that. Intensity yields results. You're better off with a super intense 30 minute workout than you are with a moderately intense two hour, uh, two hour workout for the most part. So. The bottom line is you get in there, you don't waste time, you go hard, uh, and then you got to eat 
like an athlete, which means, you know, I'm, I'm packing away about 4,600 calories a day. And uh, let's see, every day I'm having about three pounds of meat, seven eggs, a lot of veggies, there's a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of fruits, uh, there's a lot of good healthy fats in there. So, uh, you, you know, you really have to eat like a tank and then work out like an athlete. So, pretty much how it goes. All right, cheers. I look forward to the workout. Cheers, Eli. For sure. Hi, Eli. It's Oliver Newman here from Broken Book Warriors Wrestling Podcast. How are you doing? I uh, just wanted to ask, uh, who's your favourite wrestler of all time?
Well, actually, that, that was pretty much about it. I, uh, they asked me if I would want to come and do it again, and, and I might at some point, but uh, I, I played that one show, and, and so far that's it. But who knows? If I see a drum set somewhere and it's open, I might jump in there. Well, because you strike me much more as a, as a front man, as a lead man, as somebody that's tucked away. Yeah, damn right. That's the truth. <laughs> is, there a, is, there a go-to tra- is there a go-to song for Eli Drake to get the, to get the night going? Well, maybe I go to Phil Collins' round and I play the drums accent. <laughs> <laughs> Cracking. Cheers, man. Thank you. Hi, Eli, Adam from the Impact Lounge again. Um, I heard you say to the Broken Book Glorious podcast there, your Mount Rushmore of favourite wrestlers, but as a talker, as uh, one of the top talkers in the game today, what's your favourite promo of all time? Is it uh, something like Dusty's uh, Common Man one or, or something else? Ooh, 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 ooh. Ah. Hey, Rushmore, that's a tough one. Man, I, I, I could go for a few different ones on that. I mean, of course, you know, the Austin 316 promo is a classic. Obviously, as you mentioned, the Dusty promo is a classic, but that was that was slightly a little bit before my time. Um, I mean, any of the Flair promos from, like, the 80s. Hell, man, even the Flair, the Flair promos from the Monday Night Wars, you know, and WCW Monday Nitro, where he'd come out there with Mean Gene, that stuff was off the hook. But there is one rock promo that really stands out in my mind. It was the very first... Um, the very first Raw of the year 2000 and they were in Miami and the way that he had controlled and held that crowd in the palm of his hand and just with, with, with the right with, with just the right word or the right look he could get the people to just start chanting whatever it was that he wanted and to me that's amazing to have that control over the crowd is, is second enough. Is that something that you model yourself on when you think of that promo and you do your stuff? Do you, do you kind of try and emulate that? I mean, again, like I said, my, 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 my promo, uh, my promo, I, I guess basically the guys that I model myself after my promos would be there is some Austin, some Rocks, and Jake Snake in there. So, so for sure, I, I don't know that I'm ever thinking about that promo in particular, but I think just as those, just the way those guys present themselves, because they present themselves so larger than life. They present themselves with such confidence that to the point where I don't even think confidence sells what they're presenting. Now. Like it's, it's so big and so sure of themselves, and that's exactly what I try to come across. Thanks, Eli. Enjoy you know, we got an email question from Byron. He wants to know where did the fact of life catchphrase come from? Uh, well, that's a secret, Byron. Uh, I can't tell you that. Uh, no, I, I tell you what it was. I was just uh, I was listening to a radio show. I want to say back in like probably 2010. Uh, I've been saying that's not an insult to fact of life. It's about 2010 actually in the Indies and everything. Uh, so it was basically, I was, I was listening to a radio show, these guys were kind of going back and forth, and one guy said that, you know, he insulted him, and then the other guy insulted the other guy, and he was like, it's not an insult, it's just a fact of life. And I was like, oh, that's, that's a pretty good go-home line. Uh, so I pretty much just, uh, I kind of kept it, uh, thought about it, used it a couple times, and it kind of stuck. And uh, now the people sometimes finish it for me when I go to different shows, so I uh, did it. 
Dave from Team Van Media. Um, one of the things I find disheartening about um, spoilers on the internet, do you think taping impact so far in advance harms impact wrestling? Yes and no. I mean, uh, if, if you're not looking for it, I don't think it finds you most of the time. I mean, unless, of course, you're, you're reading a lot of people's social media posts and comments and stuff like that. Of course, there are trolls out there all the time who do that stuff. Um, I, would it be better to go live? Hell yeah. I just don't think that's a reality at this point. It would be better if we could do uh, more frequent things. Again, there is also a, a cost that goes along with that. At the same time, taping wrestling shows ahead of time for TV isn't anything new. I mean, that's, that, that was the case back in the 80s, it was in the 90s. Uh, really, doing live wrestling TV wasn't even a thing for Monday Nitro. So, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of part of the course, but I, I do get reset with what you're saying, because now with the internet, everything's so instant, you get all the information. So. It would definitely be to our benefit to take more frequently when that's something we can do financially. Okay, that's brilliant. Thanks very much, and look forward to seeing the Russell Media Comment in the UK. Oh, yeah, I'm ready to go. Hi, Eli. Raj Gary with Russell Inc. again. Uh, just kind of going back to your promos and everything, and just <clears throat> how much you've, you've, you've worked on your promos and, and your character development. Uh, what are your thoughts on promos and character development today? Because it seems to be um, not a lost art, but kind of a, a dying art. It's lacking, and it's lacking because guys are getting lost in what's actually important, and uh, guys are trying to do cool moves that are telling good stories, and the bottom line of what we do is entertainment. And at the end of the day, that's exactly what this is. It's what it's always been. It's never been anything different. So guys are getting in other comic book moves, which are cool, and they have a place. Uh, but at some point, you've got to tell me who you are, and you've got to be able to tell a story. The people aren't tuning... Okay, so you've got your really hardcore wrestling fans. They're going to tune in and they're going to be like, oh, that's a really cool move, and that's great, da, da, da. But let's say somebody hasn't checked out wrestling since 1998, 1999, when it's really peak and they're like everybody. Like people, when I was in high school, there were kids I knew who did not watch wrestling, who all of a sudden, 1998, 1999, suddenly they were talking about it every week and they were watching it. Now, how do you recapture those people? Not with cool moves, because every, every, every week when they came in, they were talking about the funny stuff they saw, but not like just funny stuff, but like the really good character stuff they saw. So it's, it's a matter of entertaining the people. The moves are almost secondary. It's really, who are you, what are you doing, and how are you doing it? Um, and, and being able to have a character on top of that. If you look back... I was just watching Old Raw the other night, and uh, D'Lo Brown was not known for his promos. But D'Lo Brown cuts a better promo than probably 90% of the guys in wrestling today. And that's a sad state of affairs, uh, because uh, a lot of these guys just, they, they don't think that they need to do that. They're thinking if I do a bunch of moves, super junior crap and flippy flop, whatever. 
Um, and, and again, it's got a place and it's cool, but at the end of the day, that's not what's going to bring in that casual audience because if these people who used to watch wrestling don't watch anymore, they're flipping through the channels, if they see that, that's not going to keep them. But if they see something, a segment like uh, This Is Your Life with The Rock, or if they see a Ric Flair on the TV uh, telling you about his gators, or they see Steve Austin, because see, people remember quotes, they remember moments, they don't remember moves, and that's, that, that's what's lost. And do you think there are other wrestlers today that are uh, that are nailing it as far as uh, their characters and their promos as well, or or not? Uh, really? I mean, there there are a few here and there. I mean, I, I don't again like I like I told the other guy, I pretty much got blinders on. I almost don't watch anything anymore except old stuff. Um, I, I don't watch much of what else is going on in the rest of the business. Um, but I have seen a little bit of Braun Strowman, not to go over the other company, but. Uh, I knew that guy. We started together over at WWE, and uh, I, I didn't know if he was going to be able to do much or loosen up. But man, he's really taken the reins and gotten really good. And, and hell, that's a guy I actually got the road out to work with. If I'm honest. Thank you. Hi, you know, Josh from Bowtown again. Uh, you mentioned uh, about moments uh, in the last question. Uh, to go on that, if you could have a moment with any wrestler, actual past, who would it be, and uh, why? Uh, man, see, now you got me talking up because it, it would it would definitely be one of those three guys, and, and I don't think that yeah. because those moments would be so huge, but at the same time so so different. Uh, I feel like a moment with Austin would be completely different than it would be with Hogan. I feel like a mobile home would be completely different than it would be with The Rock. Um, but those would be my guys. Uh, because, man, when I was a little kid, Hogan was the deal. And even when he went to the NWO, to be able to go from uh, being the biggest babyface of all time to now the biggest heel and being successful at it in the NWO is amazing. And, and that speaks a true testament to his character and his larger-than-life personality and his ability. Yeah. Uh, so it's one about what he does in the ring, but the guy's an amazing performer. He's got crazy charisma, and I guess also just physically, he's larger than life. So, but at the same time, I, I think the promos uh, between Rock and myself, or Austin and myself, would be goddamn amazing. Uh, That's so much fun. Yeah, and I think that we could do some awesome <laughs> business in the ring because, again, they didn't do really super flashy moves, but they had amazing psychology of what they were doing, and they had amazing snap and commitment to every single move that they did in the ring. Brilliant. Thank you. You know, we have an email question from Phil Lover. He wants to know, would, uh, would you ever get involved in politics? <laughs> yeah, I thought about that, actually. Um, I, I don't know if I can answer that question yet. I, I think maybe somewhere down the road. I mean, I would normally say there are too many skeletons in my closet, but it seems like with the uh, era of Donald, Donald Trump, that stuff doesn't really matter too much anymore. Uh, so I'm really not sure. Um, I guess we'll see in a few years. It's something to consider. Hi, you guys. This is Ross Gary again with Ross Again. I just had a, a quick, uh, not much, I just had a quick question regarding uh, your partnership with Chris Adonis. You guys had a, 
a cool thing going, and then he kind of abruptly left. What were your thoughts on how he left, and have you spoken to him since? Uh, I mean, I, I wasn't too happy about it. Everybody's got the reasons for whatever they're doing. Uh, it kind of hit me as a shock, as a surprise. Um, I've, I've only spoken to him here and there honestly since then, but uh, uh, for the most part, I, I wish he would have stayed. I, I think we had something pretty good. At the same time, I can kind of get where he was coming from. And kind of with that, what's it like to be working with Scott Steiner at the upcoming Redemption pay-per-view? I don't know what you're talking about. You're getting heavy stuff. <laughs> oh, my bad. I'm oh, sorry about Hi, Eli. This is Alan Wu from thesportscourier.com. I got buddies from the site who say that you were on uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine several years ago. How do you like your chances of getting back on TV, and uh, how did you enjoy the experience of taping for them at Brooklyn Nine-Nine? It was amazing. I mean, the only sad thing is uh, if, if you blink, you miss me because it was really quick. Uh, but because when I came in, uh, you know, I, they, they gave me an actual role. I had a name. There was like actually a decent little segment that we taped and, and they ended up using, you know, maybe two seconds of it. Uh, but it was a really cool experience. Terry Crews was amazing. He was a lot of fun uh, uh, for that little bit that we were there. Uh, and it was an all-around great experience. My plan is to continue with that. Unfortunately, lately I've been a little bit uh, slackish, I guess you could say, as far as uh, getting my stuff out to different agents and whatnot. Mm. Understood. All the best of luck to you. Thanks. Of course. Thank you. Hey, what's up, players? Teddy Long. Hey, for all your pro wrestling news, all you've got to do is go to Gurig.net. That's right. For all your pro wrestling news, go to Gurig.net. And they have been number one since 1997. Now, that's a long time, players. That means it's a lot of credibility. Holla. Hi, it's Alvin Ian here from Barton Bookworth Wrestling Podcast again. And I just wanted to know who are your top five dummies in professional wrestling? Top five what? Dummies. Wait a minute, what? Top five what? He wants to know your top five dummies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dummies, who? Goddamn. Ah. <laughs> Man, I, I, I could go down the line right now, because uh, I'm... I'm in a hell of a mood today, so I can tell you all kinds of guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me just say, uh, I'm going to go ahead and name it down. We're, we're going to go uh, Austin Aries, yeah. We're going to go Alberto yeah. Patron, yeah. Johnny Impact, right. And uh, I see there's a new goof running around, Brian Cage. And uh, who else are we looking at? Uh, I'm, I'm going to say Ross Foreman. How about that? <laughs> Just remember, Eli, like, uh, Eli, it was Josh Matthews who said, yeah, put Eli in the, the 7 a.m. workout. You didn't have that with me. <laughs> These people think I'm a morning person. This is bullshit. I mean, oops. Yeah, uh, let's do that again. So, uh, I want to ask you, uh, who would you choose as your tag team partner uh, to cash in on the tag team opportunities? Well, it's a couple weeks away. Uh, we got to figure out what's going on with that and uh, who's available, who wants to jump in. Um, of course, you never know what kind of surprises might show up. 
You talked about Brian Cage and your history. You were acting partners before. So was he uh, reuniting? Was he what? With you guys reuniting? Uh, man, I, I don't know. And, you know, he, he's kind of on his own path right now. I mean, anything's possible, never say never. Uh, but yeah, that'd be a blast from the past for sure, because we had a good, probably solid two years together where we were just uh, dominating the West Coast scene for sure. Eli, we're going to head over to Zachary Yoon, who has an email question. He wants to know what has been your favorite match of your career? Huh. Favorite match of my career? Well, I mean, uh, the, the easy one to pick is uh, is um, the Gauntlet for Gold, uh, where I won the, the world title. Um, I mean, for obvious reasons, it, it was it was a crazy match. Considering that I was coming in number one, I guess you could technically say number two. Uh, at the beginning of the day, you know, when the bell rang, I was the guy who was in there. And uh, when the bell rang again to end the match, I was the guy who was there holding the title off. So uh, it was an amazing time. You're talking about 60 minutes going from end to end, uh, and me having my hand raised the other day. So that's definitely my favorite match. All right, Eli, I appreciate your time very much. Media, thank you very much. Eli, you got a, a huge weekend coming up. Uh, I'll give you the, the floor for your final thought. Yeah, right, I got a huge day. Here we are, a huge weekend, huge day. We got the whole thing here. So here's the deal, man. New Orleans coming this weekend. We got a big old thing, WrestleCon. We got Impact versus Lucha. And there's only one guy you got to worry about, and that's Eli Drake, because Coming from there, then we got the tapings in Orlando just a couple of weeks, and anything possibly can happen. So I'll tell you what, keep your eyes peeled, stay tuned in, make sure you follow me on Instagram, on Twitter, at the Eli Drake, and uh, plenty of good and big things to come from this guy, that's for sure. All righty, Eli, appreciate your time very much. Media, we appreciate everything. You've given us great coverage this week, and look forward to continued coverage over the next few days. We will talk to you next week. Thank you, Dominic.